Hi, everyone. Pastor Galen, lead pastor at Shine Hills Church. Thank you so much for joining us on this podcast. We hope that these podcasts will be a real encouragement to you on your spiritual journey. You can also connect with Shine Hills at shinehills.org. Hope you enjoy the program. We are across the street and around the world. Cheyenne Hills. Well, welcome back, everybody. And we are in studio again. And I'm here with Ken Will and with Julie Fogg. And I, Ken, before this thing started, we, you and I witnessed. We didn't get it on tape. But you and I can go to Corey and say, we knew. We know... Uh, that Julie said that she was wrong about something. And it's just, she, she admitted it. Yes, she did. I didn't, I didn't think, <laughs> how did that taste coming out of your mouth? Oh my gosh. Just to admit I was wrong. I, I am wrong lots. I know you, oh, I've never, <laughs> that's just amazing that you could. That I actually able, said it. Well, all right, let the you. record stand. There you go. I was wrong. Just in case. Corey Over needs, something silly like mic stands. Yes, mic stands. Yeah, we, we have new mic stands or new, we have a new setup here. We do. It's it's improving all the time, and as we as people come by and even look into the studio, they're going to see something different yeah. as they continue. So you can continue to watch the progress as we try to figure this out. We're we're building the plane as we fly it. Really, <laughs> we have been building this plane <laughs> yeah. for almost a year now. Do you yeah, realize we're coming up on a year of podcasting? Is that right? Yeah, yeah that's Mar- about right. Mid March. Is that right? Mm-hmm. What a so, deal! Pretty exciting. No, it's and it's been fun. So well, let's dive in. Genesis chapter eight: the flood subsides. But God remembered Noah. It, it doesn't make you think, did God forget? I mean, it's like, oh, wow, it rained. It got all these people in the ark. When, when you see that God remembered Noah or God remembered, there's several times in the Old Testament, what comes to your mind? I mean, you, does, that, does that spark any, huh, did he forget? Well, I think it means in a, a special sense of God protecting and, and uh, guarding Noah. I, I'm not a Hebrew scholar at all, but I have read guys that are Hebrew scholars that said um, that this whole flood narrative is a chiastic structure and chiastic means that there's a, a part at the beginning that corresponds with the part at the end. I mean, it's like a one yeah. corresponds with B one and then a two at the beginning corresponds with B two at the ending. And, and it all comes down to where everything meets in the middle. And they Hebrew scholars tell us that that is the central point or the main focus of that passage. And, they say that God remembered Noah is the crossover point. I mean, okay, so right, we are at the crux of it right now. Yeah, that's right. God's grace on Noah. Right, and God remembered. Yeah, I, you know, people have asked that before. Did God forget? It's like, no, God didn't forget. But it's just like he, it, it's a, a way of letting humans know that he remembered what he had promised, and he didn't, he didn't forget it. So I, I think, but anyway, I, people always see that kind of stuff and they get kind of stumbled over that God remembered. Does that mean God forgot? No. Does that have forget. to do with the covenant as well, right? I mean, it's I think so too, yeah. yeah. It's like he, he remembered all the promises he'd given to Noah. And I think it's important for us too as an application. Um, and, and we are going to get through chapter eight here to sometime. But um, as an application that, that God remembers his promises. He keeps his promises. He makes a promise to us. He keeps it. And he makes a promise to Israel. He makes a promise to Noah. He makes a promise to the church. He keeps those promises. And so I think uh, when we go through hard times, we think God's kind of, you know, have you forgotten me? You know, so I know that feeling. And it's, a good, it's good to know that God doesn't, doesn't forget us. And that's what he's saying here. Yeah, because we all flounder. I mean, I, I know from my personal experience, and it's certainly true for everyone, that, that we get into hard times, and, and it's like 
is God really in this? Is he really here with me? I mean, he's promised that he's going to be with us forever, but, but our feelings override that. Right. Very good. Okay, so, but God remembered Noah and all the beasts and all the livestock that were with him in the ark. And God made a wind blow over the earth, and the water subsided. And the fountains of the deep and the windows of the heavens were closed. So we talk about the fountains of the deep. They're probably those rift, you know, down the middle of the Atlantic and probably down the middle of the Pacific, those big rifts that we know of were probably spewing out fountains of water. I mean, it's just a whole length of the Atlantic is what I picture. I've seen pictured before is that these things were gushing out water from the deep, which in the belly of the earth, if you will, and also the windows of heaven, which would have been the clouds just wringing themselves out. And very possibly, um, that's all there was is clouds. They never saw blue sky, possibly, before, before they got under the ark. And so these clouds, these windows were closing. And so the sun, maybe is the first time they'd ever really seen, have seen sunshine uh, out there on the ark, very possibly. Is that, does that square with what, anything you understand? No, that, and, and even it's interesting with the sign of the uh, rainbow, yeah, that if they would have never seen a rainbow before because of no direct sunlight that's right coming through and so suddenly it's like what is this in the sky and it, right. you know god says this is a sign of his covenant i will never destroy earth with a flood again right yeah if if people want a uh, more scientific explanation of the flood um on youtube there's some great stuff there's one thing by dr kurt wise who is a paleontologist and he went through um with two physicists, Dr. John Baumgartner and Dr. Russell Humphreys, and a geologist, Dr. Uh, Stephen Austin. And they did a whole, they even did a computer um, program uh, uh, trying to reconstruct what actually happened right. as far as the continental split and, and things fountains, sliding around. Those fountains coming up. Yeah, right. and, and, and he was in what part of it, he s- said that apparently the subcontinent of India move was moving at a rate of meters per second not conventional uh, geology says that oh the earth is the continents are shifting at like 10 10 centimeters a year which is about the the speed of our fingernails growing oh wow and and things are pushing apart but he said there wouldn't have been enough energy yeah at that time but it would from their uh, calculations it like the subcontinent of india slammed into the southern part of asia and that's what caused the himalayan mountains to to rise up push up yeah right no, I've I've seen that before, and and someday when we talk, when we finally get this whole plane built, we can do a, a face, you know, some kind of video, and we have a TV that's going to be put in here, and because I want to show that kind of thing, because there's a lot. I think we could actually go back through and do even a video of a lot of these things, and, and give some video explanation of what we're trying to describe verbally, in word pictures, so we can actually show. Kind of cartoon. I mean, it's not a cartoon, but it's animated, yeah. and it sh- they show that. It's really powerful. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to continue on here. And the fountains of the deep and the windows of heavens were closed, and the rain from the heavens was restrained, and the waters receded from the earth continually. At the end of 150 days, the waters had abated. And in the seventh month, on the 17th day of the month, the ark comes to the rest on the mountains of Ararat. Okay, so there we go. The mountain of Ar- Mount Ararat, I believe it's in the Him- Himalayas, right? Mm-hmm. That in, area. in that area. We don't, do we know for sure, which I guess we do know where uh, Mount Ararat is, and they've found things that they think are uh, arc-like up there way high, so I don't know. Do you have any more information on the 
discovery of the ark and people looking for it? No, there have been some sightings. One was during World War II, uh, plane flying over that area. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, and but it's I don't remember because I didn't <laughs> live then. I just want you to know, but I I do remember <laughs> that story. I knew you were old. But yeah, no, not, not that. <laughs> no, I got that this morning too. I guess I I recognized we were working out and there was this eighty song that came on, and I told him I said, "Oh, this is nineteen eighty one." I told him what it was, and it's like, like everybody's like, "Wow, how old are you?" It's like I wasn't even born then. It's like, oh. dang, I I was a uh, senior in high school in nineteen eighty one. So anyway, those things hurt. Yeah, that was that was like wow. Yeah, I can't even count that high. I know. It's but like the young people in our office. It made me work harder in my workout oh, I'm though. Sure, yeah. It did. You yeah, probably man. schooled them all. Yeah, no, but. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, so did I let you finish? Did you have any more information? They have they have actually made some other discoveries, found some wood and things. It's like way high on on the Ararat Mountain. They think that this could be it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've I've seen some of those kinds of things. And the seventh month, seventeenth day of the month, and the ark rested on the mountains of Ararat, and the waters continued to abate until the tenth month. In the 10th month, on the first day of the month, the tops of the mountains were seen. So that must have been kind of an exciting thing. You've been looking at ocean all the time. All of a sudden, you see some land popping up through the, through the where you're at. Uh, verse 6 says, At the end of the 40 days, Noah opened the window of the ark that he had made and sent forth a raven. It went to and fro until the waters were dried up from the earth. Then the... Then he sent forth a dove from him to see if the waters had subsided from the face of the ground. But the dove found no place to set her foot, and she returned to him and to the ark, for the waters were still on the face of the whole earth. Uh, So, you know, just in case you want to know if it's a global flood, the Bible says it was a global flood. It wasn't regional. A lot of people like to claim it was a regional flood. and The Bible says whole earth. We're talking it, it covered the whole earth. So he put out his hand. And he took her, and he brought her into the ark with him. He waited another seven days, and again he sent forth the dove out of the ark. And the dove came back to him in the evening. And behold, in her mouth was a freshly plucked olive leaf. So Noah knew that the waters had subsided from the earth. Then he waited another seven days, and he sent forth the dove, and she did not return to him anymore. Interesting kind of way of you know, just kind of testing the, testing the waters, so to speak. And yeah. to see if there was anything, any dry land or green, green, uh, anything out there. So yeah, and the, of course the raven when he sent it out, they would land on uh, corpses, and, and so it had a place it would it would land f- corpses that are floating around on the water and oh. stuff still. But the dove apparently, and I, I was trying to Google this, would <laughs> would a dove land on a corpse? You know, and it, it, nothing came up. <laughs> so they they think the raven it did go away, it didn't come back. It went away, but it probably landed on a corpse, or it just yeah. I mean, it, since it's more of a scavenger, interesting than that it would have. At least that's my understanding. No, that's but a great theory. That, but yeah, that it would uh, it it would find a place to land if they were. And obviously, there would probably still be a lot of uh, corpses, you know, carcasses that didn't get buried in the in the tsunamis. But and so that it would land on on floating carcasses yeah, and yeah. whatever. But oh. the dove wouldn't do that. Interesting. I, I guess. Well, no, that's I've never I've never even had that thought before, Ken. So just the fact that you had that thought is amazing. <laughs> the the. Um, but I think it's interesting, you know, that dove with that olive branch is still a symbol that we have today of of peace it's like um, peace prosperity whatever it might be but it's a certainly a sign of of peace and so the fact that that first 
Yeah, the first thing that came back to him that made him realize that there was there was peace on earth, right? Was a dove, was an olive branch. Kind yeah. of interesting. So, well, we're going to have to stop here. We've already covered uh, 12 minutes of, and we try to keep these short and sweet. So uh, we will pick this up, uh, Genesis chapter 8, verse 13, next time. Thanks for joining us. <laughs>